any thoughts i wish you would Mm -hmm. do a recording of this because i really love your voice Mm -hmm. and i'd love to see you attempt this okay would you like that mike yeah it would be hard but yeah yeah it'd be very hard it would it would would sound like it it doesn't have to be the same okay all right i feel like the first half you could do it's that second half. It gets like yeah. pretty intense. I it's... couldn't do. I don't know if I could do the melisma at the end. Anyway, the welcome. Big, to... What's the word you use? Melisma. I've never heard that. Yeah, that's what they call. That's what those runs are called. Oh, I never knew that. I know Joe, that Joe used to be on a voice uh, podcast. Yeah, uh, like that's right. A, I did. And I don't know <laughs> a why. Singing yeah. podcast. Yeah, I used to be on a melisma. podcast about singing. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's also my drag name. Anyway, welcome to Shady Pines, a limited series from Afterthought Media, where three gay men recap the Golden Girls Season 1. This episode, we're recapping Season 1, Episode 5, titled The Triangle. Uh, first up, from the podcast Catching Up, please say, uh, you slut, you Jezebel, to Mike Lawson. Hi, Mike. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, well, like, nice literally to, see you. Yeah, literally see you. And Mike really, oh, you didn't really totally shave your head, but uh, it's a lot shorter. I cut my own hair. It photographs well, I'm finding out. Mm-hmm. It is so funny that you say that you did that because I was washing my hair because my hair is getting long and I was in the shower and I thought, God, I, I, no, no, that's not what I thought. I, I thought, well, it's almost time for Mike Lawson to do what he does once he has gorgeous hair. Mike Lawson, once a year or once every two years, <laughs> takes it down to the scalp. <laughs> I really do have a problem with it. But this isn't that bad. It's pretty disgusting back here, but you can't tell in photographs you and on FaceTime tell. and stuff. So. I really thought you were going to go, like, razor down. I almost did. Get, see, I'm not shocked. Mm-hmm. And, and you have such nice hair. Thanks. So, you have who, – who are who am I talking to? Yeah, though? yeah, right. And from the podcast – No, I was introduced when he said, Puha, could you have anything to say? After and the from the podcast – He doesn't get the joke. He doesn't get the joke. He doesn't. I do get the joke, but he – He opened the door to the vampire. Yeah. He invited Dracula yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> and from the podcast, Pop-tail, Cocktails and Pre-Cuffs – Wait. Cocktails <laughs> and Cream Puffs, making a triumphant return. Uh, do you have a date on that, Joey? I just – I can't – you know what uh, – No. Please say Abadanza to Joey Boohacker. Hi, everybody. Oh, hi, Joey. Hey. <laughs> hey oh, I just saw the best news all day. Me. New York reports the first decline in daily coronavirus deaths. That's freaking huge. Uh, strangely, followed by the report, uh, coronavirus in New York scene. No, ah, fuck the joke up. New York, the joke was going to be something like, I don't know. I'm not going to do it. I was going to do a Boohacker joke, but I fucked it up. I can't talk today. Okay. Anyway, have you have you guys been how how have you guys been doing during this whole quarantine? I don't want to spend too much time on it because this is supposed to cheer people up. But are you guys like it? like like? Well, Boo Hacker, everyone knows Boo Hacker lives in a gigantic Victorian. Uh, mansion. It's not gigantic at all. Uh, it's like has like many rooms. There might be some ghosts in there. What uh, story are you on? Yeah. Right what now? what story? What how many level? stories is it? 
Go ahead. What? How many what stories level is your of house? the house are you on? Yeah. What level? I'm on the main floor. Oh, the okay. main floor. It, and <laughs> how many how many floors are there? Uh, there's uh, uh, the basement, the main floor, second floor, third floor. That's it. Okay. And, oh, that's four floors. I mean, and what do you what do you yeah, about? The basement's a dungeon. Oh, it's you a have a dungeon. Dun- you have a yeah. dungeon. It's a literal dungeon. What do you use it for? Like to torture people? No. Do you have a swing in there? Yeah, that's a no. good question. Last no, time. I mean it looks like a dungeon. It's like the house is over a hundred some odd years oh, old. Oh, it yeah, looks yeah. like a dungeon. So yeah. So like, like a, for videos, it's and stuff? stone walls and stuff. Oh, it's stone walls. Like, like no. the, oh, wow. was there like a big gate uprising there and everything? Like where I grew up, I really wanted like when I grew up, I grew up in the suburbs, so like everybody had a finished basement, and that's what just does that mean? Option. Huh? What does that mean? A finished basement? I, we don't have basement like, in California. California. Oh, you don't? Basement. No. Mm-mm. Why? No. It's not the sea level. You really don't? No, we don't. We don't. Oh, a finished basement is where like you go downstairs and like they have like rugs and and they do drywall. Like drywall. It's almost like a family room kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like they have rugs and you have like. I'm at my parents' house, like that's almost like the entire, it's the entire layout of the house. And downstairs, let me ask we have, you a like, question. I TVs want you... and rugs and couches. Yeah, okay, and... I have a question, and I want you to be honest. You entertain down there. Yeah, that's, well, that's my next question. How often do you go over there down the basement just to masturbate in the finished basement? Uh, not often at all, I guess. No. Have you ever caught your? Because you have a gay brother, correct? Yes. Have you ever caught him like? No, jerking off. No, you just want to like. No, go in and help him out. No, I've seen this a lot. Of, I've seen <laughs> no, this a lot if you of my brother not. No, oh. I was angry so, okay. at him. So you okay? So finished basement, and then you have what kind of basement do you have? It's a dungeon, <laughs> unfinished. What, what do you guys use it for? Well, there's the laundry is down there in storage. That's really it. I but I mean, know. it's dingy. It looks like an actual cellar. As opposed to like my parents' basement that you know has the the drop ceiling and rugs and you can entertain and like there's couches down there and it's a fully like furnished room of the house where my basement is like stone walls and like you know exposed beams. Yeah, it's a cellar. Couldn't you turn your basement into like the the cocktails and cream puff studio? No, the ceilings are too low and it's too small the way it's carved out. Can you stand well? Can Kevin stand up in there? Yeah, yeah. It's not that kind of low, but it's low. Oh, okay. I mean, it's lower. Like, mm-hmm. I like if you were to put rugs, you'd have to raise the floor, which would, you know, obviously bring you to the ceiling. Will you ever give us a tour of the dungeon? No, I don't care. I mean, it's 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 a dungeon. That's it. It's just it's stone walls. You know, when I say dungeon, it looks like the basement of a castle. You live in a castle? I do. No, no, wait. Now, how many rooms does your house have? Uh, foyer, living room, dining room, kitchen, small base, uh, small bathroom down here. Mm-hmm. Second floor is a bath because we only have a one and a half baths. Second floor was originally three rooms. It's been split into four Whoa. with a bathroom. Okay, and then the fifth floor is a fifth just floor. Two- I'm sorry, fourth floor is just two bedrooms. And what do you use? Because it's only you and Kevin who live there, right? Yeah. So what do you use the other rooms for? Well, one's your studio. I have a studio upstairs, and I have storage in an office upstairs. That's the third floor. Second floor is Kevin's home office, and kind. we have kind of like, I don't want to call it a den, but it's like that kind of thing that's attached right to his office. So there's couches there and, and TVs, and that's where we do most of the stuff. 
We have a spare bedroom, a regular bedroom, and then on the main floor, it's just a so dining room, living if room. Lawson and I went to go could visit you in Buffalo. Could you put both of us up in your? Probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, what do you mean? Probably. It's... You have four floors. Yeah, there's not beds everywhere, but yeah, I mean, sure. It's really not that big, Joe. It's a Victorian. I mean, it's not a small house, but it's not a big house. After your house, it's... your house is probably bigger. Your rooms are bigger. Keep in mind, my house was built in 1890. Oh, Everything right. was smaller. Do you think anyone's ever died in your house? Oh, I'm sure. <gasps> I think that's why. I think that's why they have pocket doors like this because they used to do funerals in the front room. Well, that's where the that's where the term living room comes from. <laughs> right. You know that because there was a room where the the body usually like in the in the in the hall or something. Not a hall. In the parlor. In the parlor, and then the living room was where everyone who was alive would gather. Right. You know, and right. the body was in the other room. Sure, um, I'm sure. I'm sure. They, they used to name things like like. Well, let's go to the living room. Everyone's living there. Um, okay. Uh, after a handsome doctor named Elliot Clayton makes a house call to the Golden Girls, Dorothy manages to snag a date with him. Later, Elliot makes a pass at Blanche when the two of them are alone. Blanche rebuffs the advance and later tells Dorothy, who calls her a slut, and accuses her of lying. I can't talk. The fight results in Blanche asking Dorothy to move out. Later, as Sophia and Rose plot to mend the friendship, Sophia tells a story about her own broken friendship back in Sicily. Rose somehow takes her story to try what she can to fix the friendship. Later, when Elliot arrives to pick up Dorothy, and with Dorothy out of the room, Rose gets a confession out of Elliot as Dorothy overhears. She Dorothy breaks up with him, and she makes up with Blanche as Sophia ends everything with a pizza test. All right, boys, let's let's start with uh, Boo Hecker. What were your thoughts on this episode? Now, you've, you've alluded in previous episodes that this is a classic episode. This episode is actually the episode that um, B. Arthur was nominated for an Emmy for that year. Oh, really? I could see why. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any? I actually think the next episode, I think, is some better work of her, but that's my opinion. <laughs> Oh, really? That's the one that's about the... Uh, it's called On Golden Girls. We'll get Girls. there when we get there. <laughs> oh, look, look, who's, look who's saying this now, Lawson. <laughs> All of a sudden, we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> we will. Yeah. I'm sorry. What was the question? Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on this episode? I actually enjoy this episode. Um, I, I, I don't know where to go in certain details. Again, this episode is one I... Th- think that we fully have found okay i think all the other characters are fully up to speed of where they are but now this has brought us a fully formed sophia mm-hmm. it's the first time yeah. that we get the picture at sicily story yeah. but but she, she did it differently she said picture this she did it differently she said it differently it's like she goes sicily picture this something like that yeah that's something first yeah yeah but it's the first. But I think this this is when we see her character almost as fully formed as it, it, it's there. It's mm-hmm. there. Even the wig has changed a bit. Mm-hmm. The wig does have a little silver in it. I noticed, which I never noticed before. But it it is. Um, it's interesting. What's always funny to me is Blanche is always holding that fucking house over the girls' heads. Yeah. Always. Always. Even in later scenes, it's my house. It's my house. It's my house. Get out. It's my house. <laughs> is that where you took inspiration, what you did with cocktails and cream puffs? Yes. Absolutely. Do you know, yeah. funny that you said that. Yeah. I get a message from a, I get a, a, a random phone call the other day. Sure. Um, I'm working. And I get a message from a phone call number. I don't know. Don't know it. 
So later on my lunch, I play it and I hear, Joe, it's Wendy. I'm calling you from someone else's phone because my phone is dead. Okay, her phone is perpetually dead, mm-hmm. but that's fine. And she has an iPhone finally. She just somehow last night the toilet ran all night and it overflowed and it went through. She just bought a new house, by the way. And it just went through the floor. And I don't understand what she's saying, what she's talking about, or I have not even seen the new house. And it just there's water everywhere and and we're trying to dry it out. Do you have any fans? We don't know if we're gonna save the carpets or pull oh, them I out. I can tell you what, you um, have no fans. No, I have none. And I'm thinking she's had this house for less than three months and she's already destroyed it. Okay, so for everyone listening, uh, Joey has a a show called Cocktails and Cream Puffs, and one of his uh, cast members or co-hosts is an older Australian woman named Wendy. And she's always Why would you say older? She's 62, 61. Mm -hmm. She's not younger. She's not our contemporary. Yeah, she's older than me. Okay. Yeah. I just don't see it as like, oh, Joe and a, Joey Boohecker and an older lady doing a podcast. Well, keep in mind, like- she's she's a year younger than my mother. Huh. <laughs> Does that put a little more perspective on it? Do she and your mom get along? Yes. And by the way, she's had some health problems. How is she doing with her health? As far as I know, she's fine right now. Oh, okay. Sounds like you guys haven't been hanging out a yeah. lot. We have not. Well, Joey doesn't work. You know, Joey for a long time was a bill collector, and now he's not. He's moved into the world of chasing people down for student loans now. Isn't that what I, it is? I told you not to talk about what I do for work. Oh, I can cut that out. <laughs> yeah, just just right now is not the time. Hold on. Let me it's okay. It's not a big deal. No, I'm going I'm to cut it out. Per your request, I'm going to bleep it out. It's more of a so I yeah not it's less about me. Who's it about? He doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's go to Lawson then. Lawson, your thoughts on this episode? Solid episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so we've done a Blanche episode, a Dorothy mm-hmm. episode, a Rose episode. Now this episode was kind of all of them. Would I you would say? say? No, I would say Dorothy and Blanche. Yeah, it's more of a strength episode. But uh, it was good. Blanche was likable again. I was worried as I'm watch- rewatching them with a finer tooth comb mm-hmm. as we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to pick up on some stuff that I just kind of ignored mm-hmm. because I was casually watching. Yeah. And I was afraid that Blanche was going to become unlikable to me because of the last episode, but she redeemed herself this go around. Okay. It's the most I've ever seen them drink booze at home. Oh, really? Yeah, they were a cocktail hour. <laughs> yeah. And there's also the famous uh, drink that Blanche was making when the doctor put his hand up her skirt. She was making here's, – here's the deal. She was making a slow gin fizz, which I think they wanted her to say it because it sounds very southern. But that's a mm-hmm. – it's not just a drop of ice cube and – that's a, a, a – that's a drink. That is a drink. That's but, a yeah. hard – first of all, you have to have slow gin. Okay, and I think it might even have it. Like, like you have to foam some egg whites. Let me get a, a slow gin. Yeah, fizz. it's not. It's not an easy drink. <laughs> yeah. I made homemade. I made margaritas yesterday. Yeah, it's not like whiskey and ice. You know, this is. Uh, well, no, because it's gin. 
No, I know, but what I'm saying, it's not gin and ice. It, it's low gin, fresh lemon juice, simple syrup, club soda, half a lemon wheel. You don't have to put that stuff. But you have to put the club soda into a shaker. You have to shake it with the highball. It's a whole thing. You know what? I Maybe she already had it done because we you know what the thing I noticed mm-hmm. is when she poured a drink for Rose, she just then picked up her glass that was already garnished and done. Okay. So she may have already had another one going. We're you know? overthinking it. <laughs> no, but I remember I watched her like pick up the drink. I'm like, oh, that drink was already garnished. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, the, I think they just wanted her to say the name, and then it's like, okay, put an ice cube, put, mm-hmm. and then pour this, and nobody's paying attention to what you're doing with your hands as long as you're doing something with your hands. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, because there's even a scene we could like it, it. It is funny when you pay attention to these things. There's a scene when Dorothy and Blanche are fighting, and Blanche is in the kitchen. She's not talking to Rose. She's not talking to Dorothy. And Dorothy comes in, and I was actually watching her. She went, took some pills out, and took a pill. And they just had to find things to do. There's a, like, there had to be a reason for Dorothy to go to the kitchen. So she was gonna right. she was like, gonna have breakfast. She was gonna take some pills, and then she was gonna go out with Elliot. I think I'm assuming it was vitamins, but anyway. So Lawson, did we interrupt you? You were, it you was, were talking. It was female Viagra. <laughs> no, that's it. Um, good episode. Right. I'm with it now. Now, Joey, do you have any like you're you you're the trivia queen for the Golden Girls here? Do you have any trivia for us? No, my only thing is, like I said, that this is the episode. It's so funny because the Mama Celeste thing is. Um, Oh, Abandonza and Mama Celeste just make me laugh because they're just, they do reoccur later. Um, but uh, who is that? Can you hear that? Children. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't hear that. Here, I There's, hear children. He's freaking out. There's. Oh, now I go- hear it. Now I hear it. Yeah. The four year old, three year old, whatever, four? Downstairs. Open the doors. No, he's like freaking the fuck out. He needs. To go out and socialize. Like. Now you have that. You have okay. you have two people who live in your house, Mike. One is Chinese. No, 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 no. He has more than that. But like the, the the people who own it. One's Chinese. The other one is what? What is he? Is uh, white? Mexican. His oh, okay. family's from Mexico. Okay, so Mexican and Chinese, and they had a child, but they used like a a, a surrogate. surrogate. Correct? Is yeah. it a was it a Chinese baby or a Mexican baby? Chinese sperm. Mm-hmm. Are but both then, of them Chinese sperm? Because there's two kids, right? Yeah, they're all full siblings, so all the same sperm and all the same egg donor. And oh. the egg donor is a white lady. Oh, so they're half Chinese, Ooh. half white genetically. Hello? Hello? Is it Lawson Freeze or his microphone went out? They hear him talking about him. I know. They cut they cut the line. Michael? Well, I'm making a point here. Too. Michael? <laughs> Michael, are you there? <laughs> Michael, behind you, the door. Do you think the Chinese baby already knows karate? Yes, I'm, I'm sure. I'm saying all the things I couldn't say because Lawson was on here. Uh, Joe, I'm making the list here. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh. Ba, 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 ba. All right. So let's I lost the internet. I don't know. So let's pick it back up where we were. Okay. In three, two. So the only special thing on there that I saw is again this is the episode that that Dorothy was nominated for for the Emmy um interesting enough that first year I was wrong the only person who won an Emmy that first year was uh Betty White uh that first year also uh Stel Getty won the Golden Globe for playing a supporting actress in a in a what is it comedy or or musical I think it might have been and she won supporting uh for playing Sophia Oh, very huh. good. 
well, another thing we can talk about is, you know, the like as we usually do, and let's talk about this. The um, first of all, let's talk about the themes of the episode. Mike, have you ever been in a situation where let's even stretch because it would be such a narrow situation here? But like, have you ever been in any kind of love triangle where there's like uh, one person wants another or anything like that? Um, I had in high school a weird thing where I was doing sex to one guy and then my best friend wanted to hook up with him. She wanted to do sex to one guy. What does doing sex to one guy mean? Well, if you don't know. Yeah, if you don't know, Joey. (laughs) Doing sex. (laughs) So Bryce and I were having sex, and then my best friend Amanda wanted to hook up with Bryce. Oh, really? I didn't know this. Did she know you were having sex with him? No. So she didn't know. So I was like trying to kind of like connect her and Bryce because she thought me and Bryce were just really close friends. So that was kind of a triangle thing that happened. And by the but way, other- update, Bryce went to live in San Francisco for a while, didn't he? He did, yeah. yeah. In fact, he's here right now. He's sheltered in place here. Oh, doesn't he have like a hot doctor boyfriend or something? Who's the no. one with the hot doctor boyfriend that was like Latino and he kind of liked you? The hot doctor Latino was, was it Daniel, the one that I was oh. hooking up with? Yeah, yeah. And his boyfriend looked like me? Yes, Remember that's them? what it was. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. You're right. Thank you. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, so that's the only triangle I've had. I don't think if I were in like the Blanche or the Dorothy sit- position here, mm-hmm. I would believe my friend a hundred percent. I don't. I, yeah, I don't buy this. Yeah, I don't buy the 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 thing that happened in this story where. Dorothy's like offended that Blanche says she got hit on by the guy. Yeah, but what do, what do you buy about that? I don't buy that. I would not believe my friend. Like I could see myself maybe doubting and saying like, "Well, Blanche is." Yeah, but like if they're my friend, I'm pretty certain I would believe them right <coughs> oh, away. Before I don't know the dude because seen it, for five days. In later episodes, you know, you see how Blanche is like, "How how would anybody not want me and instead want Dorothy? Why would you want you know?" So you know that actually brings up something of interest. Is one of the things that was very hard on on B. Arthur with this show, um, and that this was something that I I know her son spoke about this, but where everybody else their fo- foil no not foibles their flaws was stuff that was external. Not external. Let me think of the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you picked on Blanche because she was self-centered and a slut. Mm-hmm. Rose because she was naive. Um, Sophia because she's a little old lady who was a foul mouth. Mm-hmm. Most of the jokes that B. Arthur had to field were because she was because they said how about her physical appearance. And that was very difficult on her as an actress after a while. You know, mm. a, a Dorothy, oh, Dorothy, she's tall. Look at Dorothy in the dark. Dorothy has a hump. Dorothy is ugly. Dorothy is scary looking. Her Dorothy's ears pop yeah. out. You know, and that was something that actually as an actress started to, to, to be difficult for her. And I actually think that, that part of this is they wrote love interest stuff like this purposely to show that she is a sexy, vibrant woman. Um, and I, I think that probably is very true though. You know, if if Rue thought not Rue, but if Blanche thought that, uh, why would this man want Dorothy when he could have Blanche? What's wrong with him? 
You know what I mean? And I think all of us can look at the Golden Girls and say, well, yes, from a, from a standard point of view, Blanche is much more attractive than Dorothy. Mm-hmm. That's it. I just thought that was interesting that that's something that when you really think about all the jokes going through the years, B. Arthur really did, you know, get attacked. Yeah. Something like, she had to go home with. I Okay, like I accept that point, but it doesn't convince me that Dorothy would be mad that Blanche said that the dude hit on her. I feel like Dorothy would be like, oh, that, you know what I mean? Like, I think after dating a dude five days, I don't know that I would believe, I would believe the dude over my friend. Mm -hmm. That's all. Okay. Fair point. Um, Okay. Uh, Buhak, are you a bit involved in any kind of tr- love triangle? Uh, nothing legit. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? What nothing, does that mean? I mean, nothing that was ever anything real. I wouldn't call it love. I'd call it lust. Are you in? Are you? Have in, you been cheated on? Oh, that's a good like question. This? I I may have in in times of life been the third wheel. <gasps> oh, you've been the Blanche. When I was much younger, yes. Oh, really? Yes, and you, and and how did you feel? But but Blanche didn't go through with it. it sounds like Boo Hacker did. I, I, different times, different perspectives. When you're young, you do a lot of stupid things. That's so it. yeah, so uh, the closest I would have is when I was in college. There was a guy, and this is a college thing. That I he was dating this guy in Massachusetts who he never met. And at the same time, he was dating this guy in Wyoming that he never met. No. And that was no, a guy I went to college with, okay? And I had I was majorly crushing on him. And he was one of these guys. I don't know if you guys ever dealt with this in college or your college age. Um, where, like, there are these straight guys who like to, like, push yes. the line. You know what I'm saying? And he was one of those guys and so I developed these feelings for him because he was pushing the line. And uh, then he started, like, there was a girlfriend of ours. And he started going after her. And we were in this weird love triangle. But, of course, if you're the gay guy in a in a bi-curious guy, you're going to lose no matter what. Oh, always, always. Always will lose. So uh, that was my situation there. Uh, any other thoughts on the whole uh, themes of the episode? Love It was really just one A story. Uh, yeah. At, you know, there was... Lawson, were you the one we were talking about um, uh, MacGuffins? Oh, no. I was talking to somebody about MacGuffins earlier, and the MacGuffin in this one was Sophia uh, having uh, high blood pressure problems. So that's why they called Dr. Um, Maybe, uh, oh, oops, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go on. Oh, that's why they called. What happened there? Uh, my phone, something clicked on. Can you, Im- Mike? Can you imagine if this was cocktails and cream puffs? Wendy would do- be Wendy dead would right be now. Dead. There would be like just a night. You just hear a chung, and it'd be. They all go. Well, they they all go into a box at the top of the show. Yeah. Do they really? He cuts a finger off, one finger off for every mistake like that. I know. So anyway, uh, what would, oh the the MacGuffin. This is a good example of teaching a MacGuffin. A MacGuffin is some sort of plot device that uses to launch the main plot. So. Uh, uh, coin, term coined by uh, not it was coined by him, but it, it's in reference to Alfred Hitchcock. That's what he called it. And um, so, in this case, it's Sophia is having medical problems. Her high blood pressure is feeling dizzy, and they call the doctor, and he comes in. That's what launches the whole plot. But it's never referenced again. It's never oh, yeah. And they right. never even touch it again. In fact, she's making huh. pizza. No one's ever like 
Yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah, no one's I'm like, fine. nothing. Yeah, it never comes up ever again. He's like, she's fine. Take your medicine. So, um, anyway, so we, let's talk about the part that one of my favorite parts of the show. The obscure references that young people may not know. Even people, I think there's some really vague, vague ones right here that even some of us might not know. I gotta look. Uh, before up. you yeah. go on again, Mike, did you notice that again? It's my daughter's dating a doctor. <laughs> no, I didn't pick up. Yeah, on so Sophia makes a joke. She goes, "My my daughter's dating a doctor," and he's. What does she say about him? A lech? No. Yeah, he might. Um, she might say lech. He might say lech, and she walks out of the room. Uh, oh, so and she's gonna screw it up. I think it was something like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so early on when Blanche meets um when she first meets Elliot, she's telling him how ansi- handsome he is, and she says he looks like uh John Forsyth when she saw him at the Burt Reynolds dinner theater. Now there's a good chance that a lot of people um know who Burt Reynolds is. You know, he was very famous and he just died fairly recently. You know there's a whole episode that they go to the Burt Reynolds dinner theater about am with Burt Reynolds in it, right? Stay in your lane. Or what did he say? Sorry. Yes, I didn't know that. And he shows up. Okay. okay. Like, this yeah, is like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's one of those classic, like, I feel this happens a couple of times where people don't believe Sophia and he comes to see Sophia or something. Right. Yeah. It happens with Julio Iglesias, too. Which uh, one of your roommates is a slut? I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so the first let's talk about John Forsythe. John Forsythe was a very famous, uh, he had been a movie actor, but was a very famous television actor. Uh, he had been the voice of Charlie on Charlie's Angels, and at the time in the eighties, he was a gigantic TV star because he played um, what was his name? The Cartwright? Well, no, not Cartwright. Is it what is his name? Blake uh, Carrington. Oh, Blake Carrington on Dynasty. So yes. Dynasty was a gigantic soap opera, and he was like the dashing older rich man, head of the family. And so that's the so John Forsyth would make sense then. He's like seen as a very handsome, and they do have they're both like silver foxes, you know. They they do have a very similar resemblance. I see that. Sure, yeah. good looking guy. Yeah, the other one was Burt Reynolds. Uh, at the time, I think you all know who Burt Reynolds was, but he was like at the time in the early eighties a giant movie star, but probably on the decline. So sort huge, of the, yeah, the te- right then, yeah. yeah so the, the Burt, so there's sort of a joke that there's a Burt Reynolds dinner theater in uh, Florida. Is sort of a joke there. An- another, but you one. know, there really is the Burt Reynolds dinner theater. Oh, is there really? Yeah, it, no, yeah, Burt Reynolds dinner theater was a real theater. Oh, oh, how funny. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. That. It was a real theater in Florida. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think. I thought it so sounded like a joke. I didn't even think to look no, at that. No, it was real. Oh, interesting. Uh, I don't think it's still open, though. I'm actually checking. Now it's called the Maltz Jupiter Theater. Oh, okay. Oh, I did not know that. Very good. All yeah, right. Burt Reynolds founded in 1979. Oh, well, it would have been like at the height of his fame. Now, yeah. Joey brings up that um, Sophia tells her very first picture this story. About her time in Sicily and how she split, she had a, a, her friendship split over a man, and she and she references Mama Celeste. Now, many of you may know that Mama Celeste is a brand of frozen pizza. There was a real Mama Celeste. She was alive at the time. Okay. Oh. Yes. And the abbondanza, she says, that was it means abundance in Italian, and I don't know if it still is, but that was the catchphrase that the real Mama Celeste would say in commercials when she'd be oh. promoting the thing. She'd be she'd say abbondanza. So when she looks at the freezer, she's quoting the catchphrase and doing the Italian "fuck you" under her chin. Um, but there was a real Mama Celeste, and now the pizza still exists. But um, so that would have been known yeah. at the time. 
This is actually interesting. I'm going to – Bart Reynolds Dinner Theater was – he owned and operated it. No, because I, I thought this was interesting. It was open from 1979 to 1996, mm-hmm. and it featured more celebrity performers than any other arts venue in Palm Beach County. When I used to work down in Florida mm-hmm. years ago, yeah. there was a dinner theater, an equity dinner theater, practically in every city. Mm-hmm. You could plan your whole season living in Florida, just going to, working at different dinner theaters up and down. You could play. It was amazing. 9-11 actually changed a lot of that um, because all these businesses closed. Um, this closed anyway. five years before 9-11. Huh? The Burt Reynolds. No, 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 no. Not the Burt Reynolds one. I'm talking about many of the other ones that were survivors. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of theaters closed throughout the throughout the country. Anyway, it wasn't the, the seventh time. Any get your gun? They they included their, their opening season mm-hmm. for for the Burt Reynolds Dinner Theater was a production of Vanities, starring Sally Field, Tyne Daly, and Gail Strickland. Oh wow, that's, that that's pretty. Names. That's pretty awesome. And Martin Sheen performed there. Sarah Jessica Parker. Blah blah blah. Anyway, that's it. Sorry. Oh, no. That, no, that's good information. Thank you, Boo Hacker. Uh, okay. Later, when uh, when Rose decides to do the honeypot maneuver on uh, Elliot and tries to seduce him, she compares him to Jerry Vale. Uh, Jerry Vale, again, a very, like, at the time, striking older man, handsome older man. He was a... Before you interject, do you know yeah. what TV show used to make Jerry Vale references all the time? And because Jerry Vale actually was a guest star on that TV show and married the lead character's mother where he became a, a continual guest star. No, what show? Growing Pains. He oh, was Ellen Thick's stepfather on the show. Oh, interesting. He would walk in the room and he goes, hi, it's me, Jerry Vale. Oh, interesting. And that's how I always knew who Jerry Vale was. Yeah. And so oh, there's records somewhere. Yeah. Well, he also like a, a lot of Italian American. I don't know if he was Italian himself, but um, a lot of he like the mob loved his music. He's one of those like mob musicians. In fact, he's portrayed in the Irishman. I can't remember who. Port- oh, uh, Stephen Van Zant portrays him in the Irishman. I'd say he's a poor man's Tony Bennett. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So um, and actually, the actor probably the, the, probably looked more like Jerry Vale than anybody. Yes. Like when she can, I think he looks more like Jerry. Vail. Actually, Jerry Vale kind of looks like, also looks like Jerry Orbach. Like, if you think of that bigger face, yeah. Stephen Van Zant plays him in The Irishman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then later, no, this is the one where I, this is this is so obscure that I can't. Oh right, right. A simple Sorry. a simple Wikipedia search couldn't get the answer, though I have some guesses. Okay. Where, uh-huh. when, when Dorothy apologizes to Blanche, she says no one ever believes her because she's so beautiful. And then she says, she goes, it, it's kind of like Priscilla Presley or Susan Anton. Well, not Susan Anton, right? So I looked at both of them and I was doing research on what would have maybe it been. So the closest I can get, let's talk about Susan Anton first. In her personal life, I guess at the time, in the early 80s, she was married, and this takes another explanation, to the actor Dudley Moore. And so if you are a younger person who might not know who Dudley Moore is, he was this comedic actor, British guy, but he the joke about him is he was really short. Wait, okay? Susan Anton? Yes. Wasn't married to Dudley Moore. I was... Uh, oh, wait. 
Wait, yes. She was in a relationship oh. with him, but they weren't married. Oh, okay. She was in a relationship with you idiot. Well, no, no, she had because she had two other husbands. She was married to actor Jeff Lester. Mm-hmm. Um and, and and there was somebody else, but she wasn't married to him. Sorry, oh, sorry, okay. sorry. Yeah. So she's in a relationship with Dudley Moore. The joke about him was he always used to make himself he's like the short little British guy. Okay. He was sort of the joke. So Arthur. Arthur, yeah. Uh, also in the great movie Foul Play that you can't find anywhere. So anyway, he was a great actor. so um, the the tabloids used to make fun of it because Susan Anton was so tall and he was so short. So the only right. guess I can have is that at the time they might have been dating, still in the early eighties, is that maybe no one believed Susan Anton that she liked Dudley Moore. You know, that's the, this is a guest based on what and, I'm saying. And he was a mega star when this joke would have come out. Yeah. This would have been during Arthur and Arthur on the Rocks. So that's when him and Liza Minnelli were working together. I mean, he was a huge star. Yeah, he was a big What was star. the joke? She was saying that she's always told she's beautiful. Well, she said no Light. one ever believes her because she's beautiful. So when she's because you're beautiful, people don't believe what you're saying. So Susan Anton was five eleven and and Dudley Moore was five two, so people thought she was just after his money. Yeah, that's but that, he he wasn't known for being handsome either, right? No, so, he was not unattractive. But keep in mind, in the eighties, I think one of the big things was like uh, that tends to be a sitcom thing all the time when taller women date shorter men. Like it just didn't happen. Yeah, I think no one cares as much now, but I think in the eighties that was like a big thing on masculinity. Yeah, nobody gives a ship was a huge deal back then. Yeah, it made uh, a man. Now, by the way, that's just a guess on my part. And by the way, if you remember correctly, she takes back her Susan Anton thing, right? And then with Priscilla Presley, the only thing I can tell I was making a guess here is around that time Priscilla Presley wrote uh, an autobiography and talked about all the men she dated. Mm-hmm. And the most controversial thing in that autobiography was that she had just gone out of a relationship with a male model who she broke up with him when she said she found out that he had developed feelings for her daughter, Lisa Marie Presley. That's the, and that's pure speculation. But so maybe the thing is, maybe at the time, I don't know, maybe people weren't believing the stuff in Priscilla Presley's autobiography. I don't know. Well, let's see. Elvis died in 77. At this point, she was a big star on Dallas. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. But they were Elvis divorced died. before Elvis died. But yeah, yeah, but they were still close. Mm-hmm. But 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 um, you know, I'm just thinking out loud. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't. She was on Dallas at that time. Yeah. So, and then uh, finally, and I'm going to start doing this more often now. We'll never have a, a, a not necessarily a special guest star, but a guest star. This guy Peter Hansen, he was a known actor. He was a soap opera actor. He was on General Hospital for at the time. He was just about to wrap up his. Well, he had a few runs on General Hospital, but he mm-hmm. was on General Hospital from sixty three to eighty six. Okay, then he came back briefly in the in the late eighties, early nineties, General Hospital, and then he came back and was there until like uh, two thousand and something. Like he then he was on for like another ten years or so, but he was like a, a one of those like OG. Um, uh, soap opera guy, so he would have been well known, especially to, especially older people, as a, a general hospital actor, uh, mm. and so that's what he was known for. Uh, and um, the only other thing I see here is in her book she mentioned about her affair with Julio Iglesias and Richard Gere, which were secrets. So that oh, might be so the only maybe. thing that could no, that could be it too. Then maybe she just talked, she spilled the beans on Julio Iglesias and who else? Yeah, on Richard Gere. Richard so people Gere. were like, we don't believe you. Um. 
Yeah, and anyway, Peter Hansen died in he at 95 in 2017. He just passed away a couple of years ago, a few years ago. It's a good stretch. Yeah, good stretch there, Peter Hansen. Good job. Uh, but that's all the little like details you might want to know about the episode there. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add? I don't. I think it was a good episode. Good episode. I feel like... What's your grade, Lawson? Uh, I would give this a, a nice B. Oh, oh, really? Okay, I think I'd give this... I think it has some pretty funny moments. I think I'm giving this a B plus. I agree with Joe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I now, think I'm a hard grader because I know that there's some A pluses, and I don't want to give, yeah. I don't want to like creep too close to it. Yeah, but, but I think this is also Sophia like firing on all cylinders. It is, it and is. I think that's a big, big part of it. And you know, one thing I want to mention we haven't mentioned before is they've started to develop more and more. And we see it here. I didn't talk about it, and I meant to mention it last episode. But we're starting to see the involvement of roses telling long stories. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, they and still haven't gotten it comes out even more next episode. It comes it out even more next episode. But le- the p- episode previous, she first started it, and then it continued to this, and it can be in the next episode too. Um, okay, well, I'm yeah, we got the B plus. Now I will to tip my hand a little bit for the next episode. I don't know where Lawson falls in it. Don't tell me, but I might be a negative Nancy on the next episode. Yeah. Well, thank you for being a friend. You're, thank you for being a friend and Boohecker. Shady Pines, Joe. Shady Pines. Thank you for listening to Shady Pines, a limited series from Afterthought Media. You can find Mike Lawson on Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. That's M-R-M-I-K-E-L-A-W-S-O-N. You can find Joey Boohecker on Facebook. That's Joey. And last name, B-U-C-H-E-K-E-R. And you can find Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast.